You are listening to a podcast of the Geek.io Media Network. For all of our shows and more, visit geek-io.net. And to help support the network, head over to patreon.com slash geek.io. Now for a listen. Konbanwa, Anime Otaku Show Yokoso. Good evening. Welcome to the Anime Otaku Show. You may have heard these words before, but I'll teach you what they really mean. Remember, we will be discussing all episodes up to the ones we talk about tonight. Anata go supporta o kimishi nanara soyo. If you don't mind spoilers, welcome. Go beyond! Plus! You thought it was going to be a different program, but it's us, the Anime Otaku Show! Again! Hi, everybody. Konbongwa, Minasan. This is episode 24, and because you're, for some reason, not sick of me yet, I'm hosting again. Speaking for myself, Josh McGrath, and joining me tonight, as has been for the past several weeks, and probably going on into infinity, like some kind of time-space loophole. Uh, Carrie, this getta is more useful than your justice, Wilcox. Justin, kindness is best. Carol, and the man in the chair, because his twinkle just won't stop, Raul Garza. So, this, this series that we're going to talk about today and we're not going to talk about an order or shit or anything like that but it just reinvigorated my need for a getta specifically just, iron ones yeah just well his are made out of wood doesn't matter Th- those are iron getta sir yeah they are they iron. yeah it's talked about in one of the previous episodes oh you're right so in, either way the uh what we'll call it in the sub, they called them clogs. Yes, yeah. but I—they're getta. Everyone who watches this show probably knows what getta are. If not, they're the Japanese sandal-like shoes that have two slats on the bottom of them. They're yep. getta. They're what Jiraiya wears. Unless they're Tengu getta, then there's only one slat, and it's real tall. <laughs> yeah. Is there significant to that? Is it just that like? Is everyone uh, like one is evil or basically you have to be an extreme badass to wear them because it requires godlike balance? Ah, yeah, like it doesn't matter if you're a good badass or an evil badass. If you see someone wearing Tengu Geta, they're special shit. Ah. Right? Ah, uh, yes. Rhino says it was episode two when they're introduced, and he tries to run in them, and it was not happening. <laughs> got it. All right. Well, that also he got makes better. It, he got better, obviously, but. Uh, let's talk about these shows in order because these are all very exciting and I enjoyed every single show this week. Tonight's shows are My Hero Academia, uh, episodes 18 and 19 of season three, class Ichinen A or 1A. Uh, episode 19 is Rush, all caps, exclamation mark. Very exciting. You say it that even, properly. It Rush! Rush. Uh, a pinball wizard plays in the background. Um, then Cells at Work, uh, episode five, Cedar Pollen Allergies, I Live That Life. Uh, episode six, Erythroblasts and Meliocytes. Then Planet With, Paladin Break 1 and Paladin, Paladin Break 2, episodes five and six of season one. Oh boy, you guys. We, real, we have some shit happening. Real, sh- real, real talk hours. Hashtag real talk hours. Uh, let's just get right into it. My Hero Academia. So I've said this before. Um, this is, I think this is like my least 
favorite arc. I'm usually a really big fan of term- tournament arcs. What? But this but one's not so much of a tournament, is the thing. Yeah, it, it's not. Great. I don't. I don't know. It's really slow. the The things that they do that are like super important are like uh, showing the wind dude. I still continue to forget his name because I'm a terrible person. But uh, his character is great. Uh, I don't. Of course, I'm not even going to say anything. I just want. I don't want to spoil stuff. It comes to a great conclusion. I am super happy with the arc that comes after this one. Let's just say that. Well, yeah. The thing is, like, we do need this arc though because it is still a complete and completely uh, necessary buildup for the upcoming arcs. Yes, it is. So I'm okay with it. Inasa Yorashi. Inasa Yorashi. Yorashi. So right off the bat, we go with. uh, I don't even want to call it the B team because they're all great characters and they all. Yeah, so we so, what what happens here actually is I'm not going to say the M word cuz CJ will kill me, but th- this episode ha- these ha- like this whole cluster of episodes has a lot of anime original content. Uh yeah, and, I was just about to say yeah, the uh the village hidden in the school system. <laughs> and the uh the Ojo the, what is it? Ojo-sama. O- Ojo-sama Tea Party Club crew are anime originals. Oh my guys god! Do not show up in the original source material. But they're amazing. You better, you better believe that the people, like people online, lost their minds when the the Ojo-sama got uh, introduced. They were like, "I, I want her to step on me." Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, first of all, the second she shows up, you know she's bad news because she's wearing a monocle. Of course. Uh. And the great thing is, is like this show where, you know, Naruto and Bleach and maybe One Piece, I don't know, I haven't ever watched the fucking One Piece manga, had filler arcs where a bunch of shit happens that nobody cares about and it always falls flat. My Hero Academia does this neat thing where if they need to extend runtime, because this arc was not originally written to be very long, it's an important story milestone, we go through it, we go on to the next thing once that arc reaches its conclusion. But in order for run times to work the way, or like the season run time to work the way it does, they needed a little bit of extra time, I'm guessing. So they fleshed it out. And they did this by actually adding quality content that develops the other characters that we didn't get to see shine originally. And that's really fucking cool to me. Yeah. Uh, they ended up, as far as I know, there may have been like four comas that displayed like some of the side stories that happened to these I can't really call them extra characters. Everybody gets their own character arcs at, at a certain point. But, uh, I mean, yeah, you, you get to... My biggest problem with episode... Uh, oh, wow, yeah. I'm blanking Sue. up. So, Sue uh, like, 18. Oh, how dare they harm Sue? So that, she gets wrapped up in a blanket and she is now part of the, the blanket cult of the anime world. Uh, cute girls in anime blankets doing sleepy things. Um, the thing is, is that it feels like the other people in that room get fucking jobbed. Like, sure, they got prepared, but they didn't get, they didn't like display any of the new training that Jiro got. They didn't show any of the new stuff that Suyu could have done, any of the stuff that uh, uh, the extra limbs guy, I'm thinking his name, not Jiro or whatever. Shoji? Shoji, there we go. 
they didn't show any of that stuff. They just gave another character arc to Momo, which is cool because she's a great character, but it's like kind of a loss of time and value. They could have shown other stuff. Here's the thing. And sorry to cut you off, Gary. Um, Jiro got something already this arc at the very start of the fight when she makes the massive shockwave with her new hand cannons. Yeah, but um, they didn't. I, I agree that they didn't show much of Shoji or Sue, but they they do need to balance the scales a little bit because Sue is already everyone's favorite to begin with. Good point. <laughs> um, but they did highlight the fact that she is in fact exothermic. True, she is cold blooded basically, and that's not something that really got highlighted before. And it's something that could have been, you know, drawn to conclude, but it was never actually confirmed. And she let's, is a frogo. And let's not forget, they are not done with this exam. This was test number one of a series of exams they have to pass. So, first person to get out of 1A is, of course... Todoroki. Todoroki. Fly a nice boy. Because, holy crap, he takes a... a a note out of uh, Bakugo's uh, book and he blows them up. They wanted to make this as real as possible, so odds are there's something explosive in this tanker and I'm gonna light that bitch up. I, okay, I was very happy with the fact that uh, they did show that little extra stuff with these, uh, you know, ninja nerdos. The, the villain in the school system. I still think that quirk is really neat because oh I yeah the, the embiggening dude with his tungsten nails and bolts oh yeah let me just take these precious materials and embiggen them that'll be cool thanks fam give me that that cold cold dosh um and what still I'm, what I'm really loving the- is that they're not every episode is not focused on Deku it's showing what he's inspired in the other students. That is basically what this arc is entirely about. It's what Deku and Baku, I mean, Aizawa says it. Aizawa points it out. Yeah. These two people are influencing everyone. And yeah, it's all for the better. And it's great. I, uh, I liked episode six a little bit more than five, not six. uh, I liked episode 19. More than 18. I got oh. Planet With on the brain right um, now. We get the meatball, dude. Okay, so... It's oh, so we, weird. We, we get him at the tail end of, of the first episode, and there is one more thing I wanted to point out about the uh, the lack of balance in that team's job distribution. Mm, pardon me. Um, The fact of the matter is, I think the reason they focused on Yamomo for this one is, one, she needed that little bit of a boost considering the crap she's been through with the sports festival and everything true massive joke and two ojo sama herself was an iq type it was literally her quirk is being smart depending on what tea she drank right well how much is based on the tea but literally her quirk was being smart yamomo is also an intelligence-based character because while yes her quirk is creation she can make things they've pointed it out several times so far in the series that it's not just, Hey, I want to make a sword and she makes a sword. Hey, I want to make a net and she makes a net. She has to know the elemental makeup of everything she's creating. 
she has got to be wildly brilliant to have memorized the m- number of molecular structures she has memorized. I mean, she carries around a book of schematics. That's pretty good. Yeah. Right. So it, that, it, that it thing was, that she holds in her back is yeah, a library. But, but it was an, it was a it was a brain fight, and I think that was pretty cool. I agree. It it, it wasn't about whose quirks were necessarily better. It's whose strategic brain was better at leveraging what they had. Mm-hmm. And then we get okay meatballs. That. And then we get uh, meatballs. God, what I a- hate this character. Body yeah. horror is a huge turnoff for me. Yeah, this is this is the first time that people were like, I had blocked oh, him from Quirks, my why? brain when reading the manga. I forgot he existed until they came up that bridge and I started seeing the wads of people and I'm like, fuck, that's right. This guy I forgot that this guy exists. I had blocked him from my memory and I was happy. And then the anime reminded me. Also, can we just have a brief moment of appreciation for how fucking cool Kaminari's costume is? I love it. He is stylish as hell. Mm -hmm. Also, I really do love the fact that I know I've already talked about this before, but this is like the major counterpoint in the Kaminari is evil theory. Oh yeah. The the, the Kaminari is the mole theory. Yeah. I think this is like a negative point on that. I I still, I still love that people have connected all of the dots. Um, It reminds me of old uh, discussion threads on bleach about how people, um, about how people had, uh, deduced that Ichigo was like part Quincy or was related to Uryu since like the introduction of Uryu in the series. And originally like everybody in the series was like, nah, it's just that Kubo Tite has like same face syndrome, but nope, they were right. They're cousins. <laughs> so I like, I like when actual good theory crafting comes along and it's not just garbage. Uh, oh, I hey, the rug right. baby, they're like, all dead. Oh god, that is the absolute worst. I hate people who do that. Oh no, excuse me. There. It's the Rugrat babies are all figments of Angelica's imagination because she they has They were never alive in the SD. first place. And it's all of the all of the Ed Ed and Eddie kids are in purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that one. That feels right. So My Hero Academia is an anime. Yes. And Hey, Death My Mage. Welcome. Death My Mage is here. Hello. We're talking about thrilling heroics. And so we get to see something really cool in that Bakugo has a huge character moment here where, first of all, he's fighting with consideration to all the people that are around him by weakening his AP shot so nobody gets actually hurt. And number two, he actually coordinates with Kaminari by giving him the grenade. It's because he's a good boy. And he's getting uh, getting to be a better boy. He's not the he's he's still a little shit. He's a lovable little shit, but he's still a little shit. <laughs> yes, but, but he, he is he is not as selfish of a little shit as he was before. He is a, a kusugaki, but he is our kusugaki. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's just a little shit. <laughs> this is the first time I don't hate him because all he does is yell. Yeah, that was uh, that for me. That moment came for Bakugo during the whole kidnapping arc. His response to them trying to get him to do a heel turn was like, "Okay, yep, he's cool with me now." 
Nah, dude. And it's just like, oh my god. It's like, yes, he may seem overconfident, but he realizes when he's out of his league. He's a product of his environment, and it's a thing. And we've we've mentioned this before. The reason he's a cocky little shit is he's because Bakken on. Is why? <laughs> Sorry, I just made a Bakker mom joke. It's fine. Continue. Um, but yeah, he's he's a cocky shit because he grew up being idolized. Mm. He, he's he's used to being the big fish in the small pond, and he gets to UA, and suddenly he's in the ocean. Yeah, because he has a great quirk. He is naturally talented at a lot of things. Like, that wasn't his mom just being a typical mom. Yeah, my kid's great at everything. No, he is legitimately talented. But so is everybody else in UA. Right. And she's just like, thank you for knocking some sense into my son. Yep. Oh, yeah. And be a good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Can you beat some sense into my little shit of a kid? Thanks. Um. And then he acknowledges Deku. You've made this bar of power your your own. That's the end of the episode, though. And there's no, more things no, that happen in the episode. Have, yeah, there are. Oh, we have there are. Dazzling. There, there are a lot of things in this episode to unpack. One, we have uh, Kaminari and his, hey, I'm tired of being a, a risk to people around me. Give me something that lets me aim. You'd think something so similar and so simple. And he gets this little disc shooter thingy. And Meatball Guy completely discards it because they all all they are is these weird disc looking things that don't actually do anything. Oh wait. Path of least resistance. And just shocks of while Bakugo just like Beats the ever-loving fuck out of him. Well, no, see, good, the, 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 the thing is, taking the electric shock uh, weakens his hold on the meatball because he, he's got to focus on it. And obviously, by the sheer amount of people that he had watered up on the ground around him, dude's got some focus. But yeah, when but you're if you give having Bakugo, millions of volts pumped through your body, it tends to fuck with your concentration a little bit. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> um, Bakugo and uh, Kirishima. With the brotastic double team. Right. Which, by the way, also, Kirishima's new costume. Beautiful stuff. I, I love the sleeves on it for some reason. Uh, um, I like... I, I fucking love his glasses to hell. Oh, Kaminari? Yeah! Yeah, those things are sweet. What's Got them awesome slick, that, like, slick lids. They, they, they defeat him. They they defeat uh, Meatball Dude, and then ev- they're surrounded. And nah, bro, <laughs> you're not trapped. I'm not trapped here with you. <laughs> you're trapped here with us. <laughs> and then we get a what's your card? Ida. Ida. Oh my god! Before we get to Ida, Ida was the best one. Um, uh- Deku and and his group. They just like flawless plan the, t- the tape bombs. Yes, is yeah. That's a Deku plan. That is a hundred percent him, knowing the, everyone's core. And, and executing. executing. But the best part is, if you noticed, 
he didn't plan out every single detail of the execution of that. He told Seto and Ochako, trap everybody, I'll be the bait. And those two, because they're inspired by him and because they're working with him, took what he said and ran with it. They delivered. He's becoming a teacher. Yeah, that's exactly it. It was it was their ideas. It was set I think it was Seto's idea to give to make the tape bombs with Ochako. And she's the one who mastered the timing to drop a shit ton of rocks on the field so they didn't actually hit anyone, but dragged the tape down in the right places. And now we can get to the oh we're, 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 we're past the meat of the episode. Time to get to a good boy. Uh, the goodest boy. Uh, Ida. Oh my god, Ida. Why are you so good? Ida, it's kind of like, I, I, he, he gives off that, I don't care if I pass, I need to make sure I, I represent, as representative because... of the class, that everyone passes. Exactly. He's the class rep. He wants to serve his class. Just like his brother served the people when he was a hero. I'm so glad they, they didn't go the, down the super dark route with him. Well, they, he kind of wavered there for he, a bit. But he, I mean, he had he had his redemption arc in season two. He's good. Yes, yes. Yeah. And there's only season three. What? The, and we're still in season three. We've had a lot of things happen this season. Yeah, we have. But yeah, like the fact that, you know, he did go dark for a while. He went and tried to fucking kill Stain. But the power of friendship and his bros, Todoroki and Deku, were able to pull him back from the brink. And he's experienced a shit ton of growth from that. And this is the result of that growth, is that he's focusing now more on his brother's example, on what it means to be a hero, on what it means to be a leader. And in that case, being a leader is, I don't give a shit if I pass, I need to help the people around me. Right. And then Let, he let's, inspires the beautiful one. Yes, he finds <laughs> Aoyama huddled in, like, under a boulder. Poor, poor Aoyama, who's already got two of his targets dinged. Yep. Poor he's, boy. He's been the butt of a ton of jokes. And everyone just kind of, oh, yeah, Aoyama, ah, ha, 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 ha. And he notices the difference in Ida's approach versus his own approach. And it finally clicks with him. And he does the one thing that he can think of that makes sense, which is, I'll be the decoy, save yourself. He does what he does best. Stands out. He does Buck, yes. a backwards a b- full backbend. A full backbend and just shoots his laser at full power right into the sky. And keep keep in mind, again, showing character growth. What what did we learn about Aoyama pretty much instantly when his character was introduced? Shooting he his can laser. Only fire his laser for one second at a time. Not anymore. So he, he, he's um, had his training. I'm, I'm pretty much. I'm pretty sure he's extended that a few more seconds. So he he goes for it. He really does. He, like you hear his stomach grumbling, 
you hear the actual physical strain that he's going through. He's having a hard time, right? Um, this this point in the manga, well, in the anime, say that, uh, his name is Aoyama. And that means Blue Mountain. And he shot a blue laser into the sky and made it look like the area was a was a was a mountain surrounded in blue light, and I thought that that was a very good name fulfilling thing, right there. <laughs> yep. And then that's and attention to detail. And, and then the beacon goes off, and like all the remaining, on was it nine remaining of the UA class A one show up and they swarm just, in. They all swarm in because yeah, the laser night. beam. The, the laser beam attracted all of the bad guys, well, bad guys, the other competitors in the area, hoping to get, you know, an easy kill. But it also served as a flare and brought right. everyone to the table. A beacon and of hope. We get this beautiful misfit mobilization moment. Uh, for those not familiar, that, 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 that is a trope. And it's basically... A situation in TV, media, books, movies, where uh, all of the second string characters, or sometimes even third or fourth string characters, band together to do something amazing. Uh, the best example I can give off the top of my head is the scene in Wally, when all of the malfunctioning robots in the repair bay break out to get Wally where he needs to be. That's the first picture that pops up when you search for it. Wait, what was the trope called? Misfit mobilization moment. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. And you have everybody there. You've got freaking little shit Minetta bleeding from the head because he's ripping off so many of his grapes to pin people down so everybody else can get their target hits. And we have another thing that is anime unique. And I really freaking appreciated because it answers questions. We see Invisible Girl pop up and pull warp refraction, blinding everybody in the area. She's not just invisible. She's literally bending light around her. So it's That's how her quirk works. Yeah. So They never answered that before. And by the She's- way, can we just appreciate how awesome of a name warp refraction is? If if they decide to give her her own character arc, of which I hope they do, um, light refraction when it comes to like superpowers is incredibly overpowered. For a couple what are of lasers? Lasers one, uh, two. Um, light refraction, if used at, at a non-local form, she can maybe turn other people invisible. The other thing is, is that when she does wear clothing, she is refracting light around her. But when you look at her, you can actually, like if she's wearing clothing, you can see the inside of her clothing. I'm sure that they are just doing this for art reasons. But if she wasn't, if she, if she wasn't just doing light refraction and she was just an invisible person, that kind of thing wouldn't really work or something. There was a really big thread on this that like a a physicist came in 
and was talking about it. Like the the anime and manga subreddits are great because they have like actual experts come in and talk shit about the shows that we're watching. Like an actual doctor comes in for every single episode of Cells at Work and talks about the stuff that happens during the episode. It's <laughs> great. But I really hope they give her her own uh, character arc and I hope she learns how to shoot laser beams or at least gets Dazzler tier. Right. That'd be pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. Oh, um, and then so 1A passes. Is 1A or A1? One it doesn't matter. Okay. They both work. Okay. No. Uh, no, you, one's a class. The other's a steak sauce. Yes. And then we see the uh, transforming ninja girl. Cammy. Uh, Cammy. Uh, we see her pass in some. Yeah, that was kind of great. The announcer dude was like, yeah, and this person passed, and this person passed. They're all passing in groups. Oh, and I guess this one girl passed. And everybody else passed! <laughs> and Aizawa coming through like the grump dad he is. The proudest dad. Are you proud? No, I'm fucking mad. They took too long. <laughs> uh, oh, and then we get what the second mission is, what the second test is. The second part of being a hero, or the an, another part of being a hero, is just not fighting. Rescue ops. Which, by the way, if we're getting a froppy anime original scene, this is where it's going to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they give a lot of characters in the source material a lot of uh, one or two page looks during this next arc. Basically, there's a lot of, um, what's it called, character spotlight on um, Bakugo and uh, Todoroki again. Um, but I'm hoping that th- this is this is the point where I'm still actually am pretty okay with uh, length padding. Yeah, because it, it shows off. They're not just padding it. For no reason, right? Like they could have just stick stuck with a straight adaptation and then put some weird filler arc at the at the latter hat part of this series just to fill out the episodes. But instead, they're actually adding depth to the cast and they're adding content, not just filler, but actual legit content. Right. And in the preview, oh that that video that Deku uh, kept watching when he was a kid. I think that they're going to try and recreate that. Like, where well, it makes like, sense that they would. Yeah, yeah. It's like the reason why All Might smiles every time he's rescuing people. And it's just like, you you see that smile on Deku in, in the preview. It's pretty good. So I'm just like, ah. And the opening well, is still great. Oh, oh yeah. I will actually be right back, guys. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I love too how how Deku has already grown as a young hero to the point that you know when we first start watching this series and it's like, oh no, is he going to pass the entrance exam? Look at him, he's struggling. Blah blah blah. And then we get to the provisional licensing exam, which keep in mind is not even a year. Like they're probably they're like partway through the year at this point because it's yeah it's summer so they started in like early spring, 
like late winter, early spring, I oh, think. No, this, this is second semester, isn't it? Or we're not even in the second semester yet. But I think we like just started the second semester because it's summer break right now. Okay. And, but yeah, it's like, it's towards the, the halfway point of the school year. Um, a little bit like closer to the front of the school year than it would be for American kids. Mm-hmm. So it has, it's been rough, very, 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 very roughly half a year. And you see him and it's like, okay, well, how's he going to pass? What's he going to do this time? This is fine. <laughs> go, Deku, go. Oh, go, Deku, the go. The final person that he takes out. Your first years. I'm a second year. I, 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 this is my last chance. No, I've got to pass. So do I. So do I. Uh, well, he's not saying it like to be... Yeah, he's not being a dick here. Yeah, just saying we both have a goal. He has his own convictions. Yeah. And you don't get to be a hero by waffling on them. Yeah. Oh, man, this this series is just like... It's real damn good. Hey, no, I didn't say Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I say serious, uh, series, this series. Why do, you, why do you keep doing it then? No, no, no. I'm it's, it, it's, it's, it's that thing where, you know, people accuse you of farting and just like, no, my chair made a noise. Look. And then you can't get the chair to make the noise. Yeah. <gasps> uh, okay. So. Oh, my God. This, like, so I moving on. Um, a friend of mine, Felix. He's actually said that he kind of wanted Deku not to get powers. To Which I can... Su- to, to see him succeed without having powers. Yeah. It, it, it's real interesting there because the thing is, I, I'm, I'm not sure where you could find it at this point, but for a while, when I first started reading the My Hero manga, I know, so you're just going to start yelling. Uh, there was the pilot posted as well. And the original form of the of the manga before he you know rebooted it into My Hero Academia uh, had Midoriya as an adult and he was working in a sales department for a hero tech company. And his whole job was trying to sell hero support equipment. But because he loved heroes so much, he kept using the support equipment that his company sold to try and be a hero, even though it was illegal. So Batman. Sort of. But and it's it's real interesting to read because you see some things that, you know, wind up showing up in the produced version, you know, My Hero Academia. But like in 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 the pilot, like I said, he's an adult, but he's quirkless. So he's just a sales rep with equipment. So kind of the Batman complex, but he's still, he's still Deku. He's still the scrawny little curly green haired, you know, not much of anything, but uh, one of the heroes he winds up interacting with quite a bit actually shows up in the series proper snipe. Oh yeah, that's right. And it's, it's real interesting. It's, it's a fun read to see, where he started off with the idea and what it becomes as my hero academia. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that that proto design is pretty pretty not pretty. It's very Oda esque. You can definitely see the. Uh, oh gosh, I've been working as an assistant to Ichiro Oda for like the last five years. You can see it in my artwork. Uh, the great. Go ahead. The great thing is though is that even though like yeah, Deku does get powers, and that's an important part of the story to begin with. But he still does, you could almost say he succeeds in spite of one for all. Because he got it late in life. He's trying to learn how to be compatible with it. At first, he's not very good at using it. You know, he can still only reach, what, 10% in the in the anime? Like, um, I think it's still like under 5, isn't it? It's, it's, it's definitely no more than 10 that's for sure okay wait um, what was the question how much of one for all he can manage right now in the oh. anime the limiter is eight he said okay eight percent okay. so yeah like he can still only handle that much without fucking killing himself but it's because of his brain and his you know his passion and everything and, that he's developed before getting one for all that is what helps him succeed. The, pow- the power is just a tool. And we always do this with my hero. We always get super in-depth and uh, talk about not killing ourselves. Uh, let's go to Cells at Work. Oh, this show, you guys. Hataraku. The platelets have it in their contract that they have to at least be seen once every episode. <laughs> uh, one quick aside I was wrong about him being the editor for, uh, not the editor, one of the assistants for Oda, uh, Kohei Horikoshi, the guy that makes My Hero Academia. Uh, he was the former assistant for Yusuke Tanaka who uh, was a creator and author of two different series. One that I read, the other one that I didn't, uh, one Hitomi no Katobopas and Kagijin. I read Kagijin. Interesting series. It got canned pretty quickly, though, sadly. But it sells it work. That, that, that's good because dude goes on to make my hero. Yeah, it's very good. Can't be mad about that. Um, it sells it work. Uh, I could go on and on about the other works that uh, Horikoshi done. But yeah, sells it work. We, we don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, guys, I'm. While I was, uh, I had to watch the last two episodes of uh, what's it called? Um, sells at work today and uh, Planet with today. But while I was watching them, I went to go read some threads, as I usually do for the shows that we're watching. And uh, I think I'm really missing out by not reading the sells at work manga series, both of them. Um, I'm going to have to go read them and then follow up with you guys on how good the actual manga series is as well. How it stacks. Know, yeah, how it stacks because I have just saw some screen caps and God, it's so good looking. It's like so much more gritty, but also detailed because, you know, it's comic. It's just what it's being adapted from. David Productions is doing like this fantastic job of adapting it into a really good anime. But I mean, CJ and I were talking about it in uh, Slack earlier today about how this, this makes you feel like you're watching a Jojo episode (laughs) and it makes you really want to go watch Jojo instead. (laughs) Um, But knowing what happens in the next episode is like, 
man, I was totally off base when I thought that they were going to, um, I thought that they were going to uh, cut off at this point and go do, go adapt different chapters of the manga first and then end the season with the upcoming episodes after five and six or not five and six. Am I, am I actually right this time? Yes. Yes. I'm right. Five and six. So five Um, uh, cedar pollen allergies. I, I identify with this episode as a person. Everyone's overreacting. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) If I anthropomorphize my cedar pollen allergies as little globules of stuff, I might be able to take the fall months a little bit better. <laughs> Just run around going cedar. 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 Well, cedar. oak. Oak. And I like how, I mean, it explains why the sneezing, the um, overactive Yeah, it, 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 it tells you why allergies suck so much. All of this was super accurate and it was very good. It's your body trying to get rid of a foreign substance in your body. By exterminating with extreme prejudice. Extreme prejudice. Oh, and they drop. Maybe they're switching nozzles or something. Oh, God, Jesus, no. The super soaker of antibodies. Ah, so good. And then. We do. They do what most people do when they get the when they get allergies. <laughs> they take Sudafed. This this was not Sudafed. This was a steroid. Yeah, this is a steroid allergy shot. Yeah, what? which we we cannot get steroids over the counter in America, but in other countries they do. They just sell steroid nasal sprays over the counter that you use for allergies and shit. Because that shit works. But you can now get some of these steroidal nasal sprays over the counter here. Oh, okay. Uh, For the Chica Zone is one of them. So. Flucanase or something, right? Uh, Generic for Flonase, yeah. Okay. Okay, so. How did I know that? (laughs) Obliterates everything. Destroys indiscriminately. (laughs) Fuck that. Fuck this. Fuck that. Fuck this. Fuck this. Thanks for your patronage. Also, the can flag. we just laugh at the fact that the body has an ancient par- an ancient prophecy? Yes. God, that was perfect. Oh my god. It's, As the prophecy foretold. <laughs> so it's it's this dude and the uh god, what is the the dendr- not the dendrite, the uh You're talking about the little ninja dude, the one that no one really knows what he does. Yeah, the one that nobody knows <laughs> but kept on telling like the pure ass like video. Yeah. Yeah, oh god. These yes. are like my two favorite characters right now. His he's so nobody in science knows what he actually does. So in the anime, he wears a mask, he shows up, says really cryptic bullshit, and then leaves. <laughs> he's like a college philosopher. My work nobody here knows is who not. that guy is. <laughs> Comes up, says some bullshit, and leaves. Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, a philosopher, yes. Um you're going to, someone else is going to have to say this next one because I'm not going to be able to say it. What? The, the name of the next episode? Yeah. Erythroblast and Here, Here's, here's Basophil right here. Basophil such a good boy. Look at that. 
Yes. <laughs> but you didn't do anything. My Which... job here is done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wonderful. Um, I liked this episode for multiple reasons. Of course, I couldn't handle that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> there was so much of <laughs> everywhere. Um, it makes you just want to. <laughs> <laughs> Like I like these... how. Go ahead. So let, let's start with the low key cute stuff first. The red blood cells when they graduate because they have to release their cores to graduate. <laughs> it's literally the macrophage ripping a pom pom off the hat. <laughs> oh, it's so pure, it's so innocent. <laughs> and like, oh god, like crying, but they're happy because they're graduating. And then we see how our red blood cell actually got the... Should we make her a red blood cell? She's a redhead. <laughs> yeah, there's a... You guys, there's a baby... A baby sorting factory in our body, in our bone marrow. <laughs> that That is 100% correct. Oh, my God. I was very happy with how this episode went. They and both grew up in the same... Directionally challenged, oh very directionally challenged. God, her running so around and like smacking into the cardboard. the The cardboard maze was the best thing. With the yeah. little push carts, <laughs> the little boxes of oxygen. They they showed the the uh, map of the circulatory system. Memorize this, kids. Circulation is fun. My wife and my wife and I saw that and said it out loud at the same time. Circulation is fun. And then fun. we get white blood cell sensei with his arm puppet. <laughs> Someone went to theater school. <laughs> oh. Red blood cell sees or it's actually not red blood cell, it's um Erythroblast? Erythroblast. Okay. AE2063 or something like that. Yeah. Actually sees actual red she, blood she, cells. Yeah. She, she gets lost because that's what she does while running away from her life from the man with the puppet, which is a completely understandable response. <laughs> she sees actual red blood cells at work, becomes incredibly motivated, and sees, oh, hey, look, it's the bacteria puppet. Oh, wait. No, it's motherfucking Pseudomonas, which is bad fucking news, by the way. Pseudomonas is resistant to most antibiotics. Gotta get, gotta, gosh. You can lose a fucking eye to Pseudomonas. I am not joking. Pseudomonas is what exactly? Is it just? It is a scary as fuck bacterium. Okay. It can survive without, um, like, feeding off of oxygen and stuff. So, like, that's actually one that you can just encounter out in the wild. You get smacked in the face with a plant. Congratulations. There's probably pseudomonas on your eye. Great. Arboreal-induced abrasions. Vegetation-based corneal assault is how the paper phrased it. (laughs) And, oh, man. Man. Put a beating on both of them, huh? Oh, no, no, no. that's, uh, That's the great thing, though. Poor little erythroblast encounters the bacteria, gets 
the shit kicked out of her because it likes to abuse things, apparently. And then what comes to her rescue but a little meliocyte and his rubber knife? Tiny white blood cell. You just want to give him head pats. And of course, because what would this show be without this delightful running gag? It's the baby version of the same white blood cell that has been saving her ass this entire time. The, the, I get. I, I gotta say, like the only thing that's more pure than this episode of anime on the internet right now is that Jordan kid on VR chat. Oh my god! Uh, I'm oh, legitimately gonna go good. buy a shirt. Die great. Too good. Die great. I, I I have things to say about that, but that's not for this episode of podcast. I'm legit gonna go get a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um. I mean, nothing else of like particular import happened at the end of this episode, except for the introduction the of the next one. Uh, yeah, that was great. Uh, so there's like actual biological reasons, you know, white blood cells, no matter what, I mean, don't play well with each other. Uh, I, the killer T cells and regular neutrophils work fine, but NK cells obviously uh not working well with the Oops, P-cells my or anything. Slipped. Oops, Oops, my, my hand slipped. slipped. Oops, my foot slipped. Oops, my elbow slipped. Yeah, like, uh, with all this fighting, I th- I'm thinking, like, is she gonna get, uh, not she, but is this person that they're in the body of have, like, a, an autoimmune kind of disease or something? Yeah, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. They've got to have, they're either an adult that has an autoimmune deficiency because well they may not do that because uh cells at work black actually does an episode and does a chapter about autoimmune deficiencies but this may be a sickly child that gets sick and hurt all the time and that's why like well we'll see what happens in the next episode really because it's it's cancer it's like serious business people you know 125,000 people are something like that in the United States, 125,000 people a year get diagnosed with cancer. This is what we say to cancer around these parts. Fuck it. Yeah. Literally, one of my... Because the body itself cannot fight it by itself, right? Yes, it can. That that, that is the entire purpose of the NK cells. It is to kill cancer cells. And the T cells. Yeah, your, your, your own body can fight off cancer, but cancer is the like cancer is bad cells like mutated cells that just break and just make everything go, around them break yeah they go ape shit basically oh, okay um but it's like you have white uh white blood cell or yeah well the all three of those cells are white blood cells it's neutrophil it's t cell and nk cell no 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 the the, the main white blood cell where he's just like I, I'm still feels bad for taking out a cell that's been infected. Right, because cancer cells are regular cells that break. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that was adorable series. by the way, when it or not adorable, I guess is the wrong word, but that was really touching how like they actually Endearing, showed yeah. him sympathizing with the with the regular Joe Schmo cells. And that was really then, great. And then we figure out that he is the progenitor, and that's where what we're gonna see in the next episode because like cancer is a sensitive topic for pretty much everybody around the entire world. Everybody 
I, I would say 90% of the people in the world at least have been affected by cancer in, in one way or another, be it a it's friend, a family member dying. Degrees to Kevin Bacon. It's the worst. <laughs> um, I mean, I have personal experience with people that have had cancer and passed away from it. I don't expect to cry at an episode of Cells at Work, but I expect to feel things about it. Yeah, but um, just as a heads up, if if you do not like hearing it talked about, you will be warned next episode. Right. It's um, the other kind of trigger warning. Right. Uh, <laughs> Talk about trigger. Something actually got seemed like it got some inspiration from trigger. No, I mm, so. I'm going to say that this is just classic Satoshi Mizukami bullshit, and I love it. L-O-V-E, love are, are, it. Are you talking about a little bit of Planet With here? I love it. It's so good. So I, It had the slow start, and we hit that episode six mark, and simmer. everything is beautiful. It's the simmer. And it kind of just broke a bunch of tropes all ahead, like, in a row. It did... It gave an entire story arc of a fucking super sentai series in six episodes finished it off broke a bunch of really established bullshit and then gave us the twist at the midpoint season they didn't yeah there's have still to six wait. episodes left to go yeah they didn't have to wait until episode 19 darling of the franks to <laughs> give us the give us the mid-season twist right so and the great thing is that it doesn't just break tropes it plays with them too completely so when I was when I finished watching uh, five, well, we have to talk about five and six because they're intertwined. Yeah, um, this yeah. is this is basically one long episode. Yes, um, when I was watching, I'm like, um, oh man, I just went blank on it. Um, dang it, that was oh no no, this is the shonen bullshit without filler. Oh, this is yeah. like hyper paced at this point. Yeah. Well, and not to mention, because what happens is, in a typical Sentai show, our our viewpoint protagonists would be Paladin. Right. It would be the people with the, with the photon psychokinetic god armor, whatever, and we would see them come from nobodies to heroes. They would be joined by their sixth ranger, the anti-hero who had a face turn, and they would beat the bad guy, and the day would be saved. And instead, we're getting our viewpoint character as the anti-hero who had a face turn because he was never really a villain to begin with as our, you know, as our viewpoint character. And he's coming in midway through their story. And I, okay. And that's fan-fucking-tastic. It's great. Uh, People are sleeping on the show and they're wrong for it. I, I usually don't throw that out. They're wrong. I like it. It's very good. I had a simmer. Episodes five and six have cemented this as like, I'm looking forward to watching this show more than other shows that I'm watching on the on my like my side list of shows that I'm watching. Um, it Soya is so ready to, and it's not even just like the Revenger thing. And he's not just trying to beat the guys because, you know, it's the dragon. He finally gets recognized as the fact that like, hey, you're actually doing the right stuff, man. You're doing it right. You saved this entire town twice now from getting blown up. You're doing good. 
and you should feel good about doing good. And, and uh, he gets to be like his brother. But then the end of episode six is a little fucky. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> a little dead. bit. Yeah, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if brother is antagonist. Who's the antagonist? There's there's generally rules about you know. Who's antagonist anime. anyways? Oh, <laughs> Which, by the yeah. way, by the way, you guys. So they're talking about about what's his face being the dragon, and they go through this whole fight. He turns into the dragon and remains in control of it. Yeah, which is scary as fuck. But then. When he has his whole death sequence, guess what blows away on the wind? More cosmic dust. More cosmic dust. The same stuff that was in the vials to create the photon god armor. Hmm. Makes me wonder if it's going to continue on Earth or if they're going to do some wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey bullshit and uh, go back to Sirius. But it does mean that we were on the right track with us comparing this to the cycle of sin in Final Fantasy X. Right makes sense yeah because you have to stop and think they, they reveal in this episode that the dragon was part of the ceiling faction right it just got too full of itself thought its way was the right way and because it was so powerful that they couldn't defeat it they put it down for a nap and stuck it in a space-time wormhole <laughs> it was yeah. it was it was 99 percent loyalty and then 101% justice. Yeah, exactly. It's what happens when, you know, you tip the scale too far one side. Good heavens, look at the time. It's time to tip the scales. <laughs> right? Oh. But this this thing was part of this so-called, you know, ceiling faction, this this force for keeping lesser species from getting too far ahead of themselves. Taking getting a woman uppity. gun from a child. And yeah, it just, it went AWOL. They had to seal it away and it died outside of time space and apparently reincarnated before it was a problem to begin with. Hmm. Because depending on when this situation with Sirius happened, either Soya is fucking old for his body style or the reincarnation happened before it was defeated in the first place because there's no other way it lines up. Well, because wormholes are involved and wormholes are theoretically involved in time travel. My guess is that they were just spat out in different times. Yeah. Yeah. Theory of relativity stuff Mm, going. Uh, Yeah. A couple other interesting things we saw this, this set of episodes was confirmation that the secretary was more than just a secretary. Oh God. Her battle suit is, so, it was ridiculous, but also I, I love the your rental period on my secretary is up. Also, <laughs> so says the generally sumo. Unnecessary butt windows. Why? There weren't any butt windows. Those were thigh were, windows. <laughs> those were very upper thigh windows. I'm going to have to look this up. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> For science. But yeah, go figure. Uh, Generalissimo and Shiraishi can do the same thing Soya and Sensei can. Combine into a mecha form for ass-kicking. And it's yep. beautiful, even if they are on the wrong side of things. Which we did 
Go, sorry, go ahead. And how about that fucking mirror loop sub-dimension shield? Oh, oh that was That amazing. was hot bullshit right there, and I love it. Um, because it's shown in bullshit. We did get a really cool character moment with the Generalissimo in that even though the ceiling faction and the pacifist faction kind of hate each other, they still kind of work together because he wasn't just being a dick and saying, here, you deal with this now. It was him saying, oh, yeah, those two can defeat this guy. He was trusting his his allies, even if he doesn't like them. And that was neat to see. Um, so since we're going at such a breakneck speed with this series, with six episodes, so the ceiling faction wanted to just stop evolution for civilizations yeah, we that got too too big for themselves, too fast. We, ceiling faction is essentially the anti-spirals. Yeah. Oh, they yeah, can... are afraid of what these these species will do if left unchecked. Yeah, which, by the way, can we talk about what happens to them? To the people who get sealed? Oh, yeah. Nezuya Senpai. Hi. Nice to meet you. Would you like some mayo on white? Runyan. Delicious. Oh, yeah. They they actually explain what happens inside of the uh, nebula yeah. weapons. It, it fills up the voids in your heart. And slowly snuffs out the fire in your soul. Oh man, he's that still thing... alive, but something but inside him died. Yeah, um, it doesn't hurt anyone. It just gives you what you want. Well, that and that was that was a direct quote from Soya. You know, he's still alive, but something inside him died. Yes, um, and then the old man—I can't remember what his name is—he goes in and is just like. I don't think they've women. actually said his name. Pretty women, food, he gloves himself, booze, and then he's just like, That's Okay, I'm done. That was fun. Well, I mean, he's he's got experience, so he can... And then it plays dirty. And shows him his wife. Throws the dead wife at him. Yeah, and, and he realizes, is this like, they're going to throw you at me too? Yeah, and then the best part is the wife is like, yeah, fuck this shit, go kick some ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the dad's the father's name is Takizo. And then the final thing, you have nothing to regret. It's like what? Of course I. They 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 show him. You don't need the, to tell me that. Yeah, they show him. Yeah, that, that, his that, wife that's the and real interesting. That's the real interesting thing about these uh, ceiling weapons is that if you manage to conquer them, it shows you something about yourself. But considering all of this stuff is like psychic based to begin with, that's a interesting little thing that happens there. Indeed. And then uh, Soya defeats the snake. Without... Yeah, straight up one hit. What punch? By the way, the sound that thing made. Yeah, was anybody else getting. Fuck. Yeah, was anybody else getting like really weird like audio mixing there? It was really, really loud. Super aggressive sound mixing on that thing. <laughs> yeah, that was uncomfortable. I think that was the point. Yeah, that makes sense. But still. But yeah, oh, that was there for a moment. Um, 
So that was fun getting to see that. And then they just go straight into, oh, yeah, let's uh, let's not waste time. Fight me now. Okay. Gonna kick your ass. Get, like, I'm gonna kick okay. your ass. Uh, I'm going to teleport him. It's gonna take some time. Um, you handle it now. You just relax here. You'll be fine. Just oh, and they take uh, what's her name? Ginko. Ginko to power the uh, sensei up with two people instead of one. You go Gatai. We go Gatai. Oh, R- real quick. Um, Zoom in to see if you can get their faces. Jam, 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 jam. Jamming, 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 jamming. That was great. That was wonderful. Oh yeah, and uh, um, class rap girl isn't completely fucking useless anymore. She actually has a character somewhat. Holy She's crap. adorable. She actually, like figures everything out and is just like, no, don't go. Takes him down to the ground. Yeah, and she. Class rep used tackle. It was super effective. And I love to, you see the two different reactions, right? Like you have the old man telling, oh, I forget green hair dude's name. Um, the the uh, last remaining member of Paladin who ends up just giving his, his stardust to Soya. Yeah, um, I just hung on to this in case I needed to catch the old guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, who completely falls for the old man being like, oh no, that totally didn't happen. I was just oh, messing. He, he and, gives up the Superman origin story of his son. <laughs> which was actually true. And then he completely falls for the whole, oh, I was just trolling. And then you have class rep who is like, so it's like, oh, what would you do if I told you I was an alien? Just kidding. Oh, of course. That's how I'll play this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can we, all right, but I then, mean, I know, go ahead. The end of the episode is go where, ahead. was this where, the, where you were going? Uh, it was, it was first one thing about, Raul already said about the dad, like, that was a really good clash. His dad is super badass. Yeah, he is. Holy yeah, fuck. Like, that was great. But really, the end of this episode is like, perfect? Perfect? Like, episode five is like a really good clash, like. It felt like Gurren Lagann, like, straight-up core drill punch, but instead it was with a fucking Geta, and it was great. And he, like, murdered that guy. And he didn't mean to. <laughs> he didn't thing. mean to, and it was a sad. He was, so was, he was fighting. For his, he was, was, the tear for, for, was the crime for his brother or for murdering a dude? Yes. Maybe both. So, because you have him, and he finally finally comes to the realization that what he's doing to protect the city is the right thing. And he's actually going well beyond what he would have before when he was just like, whatever, I don't give a fuck. And putting his life on the line, putting his friends' lives on the line to save the town. We cannot let this attack not get directed upward. And then he breaks the armor. They fall to the ground. He runs in the Iron Geta, and if you watch closely, you can see the moment where he takes it off while running, because there's Geta, 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 Barefoot, Geta, Barefoot, Geta, Barefoot, Punch. It was very good. It was beautifully he gets, animated. He gets punched. He gets the dragon punch. But then he, he comes in with the Geta, like, just smack. <laughs> punches the dude in the face with an Iron Geta. And he's trying to redeem the guy. He's trying to give him his very poorly remembered version of the dad's message, which was hilarious. Uh, 
I think he said kindness is best or something. Some, something, something about kindness is best, something, something. And then the dude just straight up fucking dies. And no, you don't get to die. No. Exactly. Soya just came to the realization that he wants to fight to protect people like his brother did. He wanted to redeem that guy and defeat the dragon the way he wanted to defeat the dragon. He didn't, you know, need to kill him. And then he dies. And Soya, for all he's, you know, Mr. Badass anti-hero, is still a little kid. Right. And he he has that, you know, that moment of realization just kind of staring off into the sunset that I, I, I think it's basically summed up best by some other uh words spoken a long time ago by a uh, a man in the revenge business uh, by the name of Inigo Montoya. <laughs> you killed my father. You killed my brother. <laughs> my brother I have been in the revenge business for so long. Now that I've had it, I don't know what to do with the rest of my life. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the next episode. Mm-hmm. He finally gets his memories back. He finds a purpose for living. He completes the purpose in one way, but also like, you know, the, the dual fold purpose, right? Defeating the dragon that killed Sirius and now protecting the, the home that he has now. Yeah. One of those he succeeded at and the other one was a success with a twist. You protected the town, but you murdered a dude. straight up murder oh man and there's like six episodes and we got pretty much a complete series in six episodes uh yeah Uh, a series that has some has some loose hanging threads if this was spread out between 12 series i would have given it like a solid like six throughout the series and then jump up to an eight or nine in the last episode because it was super hype but the fact that this happened in six episodes is very good it's gonna be a wild ride. Uh, yep. Very happy with it. Also, you used cat doping again, didn't you? I'm sorry, I won't be showing up to school tomorrow. <laughs> sorry, class rep, not gonna make it tomorrow. I'm surprised they don't show him like just opening like three or four of them, just like downing them. I think he would die. Him or the cat? Or yes. yes. They share the burden of cat doping, so yes. Yeah. What's a hangover? Oh, You'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, good fucking shit. Good shows. Damn it. <laughs> we need to find something that will just let us turn our brains off. We well, I Seriously, I mean, watch it. Grand, it's good. Grand Blue. It's just the series about drinking and diving. Yeah. Yeah, the, the 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 drinking club that goes diving. I know. I've watched the three episodes that were out when you told me to watch it. I love. It I so still much. don't know how to feel about that show. It, it just gets it just gets better. It's Attack on Titan season four, and I'm, it's got universal appeal. It's it's got male fan service. It's got female fan service. It's equal opportunity. It's scumbags. It's people betraying each other at every drop of a hat possible. It's ocean Come porn. 
time. Either way, uh, the only other, like, I'm watching, like, three other shows, I guess, this season, but uh, these three are still the more important ones. Other than Steins Gate Zero, because that show is amazing. <sighs> Y'all need to get on that shit. <laughs> Eventually. Pepper. Dr. Pepper is delicious. You are uh, wrong. <laughs> I love you, brother. You are wrong. It is uh, for intellectuals. This is this is where Justin and and Josh's timeline diverges. <laughs> I am the I am the Dr. Pepper Gate. <laughs> See, the, the the thing is, I can and have drunk Dr. Pepper when it was the only carbonated beverage available, but I just don't like it. I just it's not it's not terrible, but it just no. I feel like I need to go buy like 18 cases of cheer wine and never have to drink a different soda ever again. <laughs> <sighs> or never drink soda again. I need to get back on my LaCroix and Polar. I have like four cases of that and I haven't drank any of it. Just drinking calories like a fat. All right. Before we go off the rails. Sorry. What rails? Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. But I mean, let's try Going and off like the rails on the Sotaku train. Yeah, towards the end we just start like, oop! Did did we just skip a piece of the track there? Kind <laughs> of. I mean, we did have to go back to episode five a little bit for yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, because I mean, when <laughs> I when, when I saw the name of the title, "Padded and Break," I was thinking, okay, they're they're going to take a break. It's going to be your relaxing. Nope, nope your filler arc. Nope. We're going to finish the series. It's the climax. It's the dun, dun, I love you. Dun, I love you, Josh. Which is also on verb. Which I'm really looking forward to see because they've kind of thrown the archetypal Sentai story at us. Where are we going to go from here? I wonder I mean, that that's a great that? question. Nobody, uh, Josh, you've read um, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, but you haven't read anything else that he's done. Correct. Okay. Uh, firstly, uh, I guess this is still technically on topic. You and Carrie both need to go read Sengoku Yoko. Uh, that is completely and totally both of your aesthetics entirely. I I promise you, Alrighty. you will enjoy it. Uh, Spirit Circle is. Uh, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer and Spirit Circle are two of my top five favorite manga, so I'll plug those anytime, everywhere. Hey, I don't care, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> We're already done talking about the anime episodes. This is post-show bullshit. No, yeah, pretty much, it, it pretty much is the post-show at this bit, because, uh, yeah. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can do so at show at geek-io.net. Just put anime in the subject line. You can find us all over the social medias. And now that we're actually doing more of the social medias at slash geek IO show. If you want to give us a call, you can do so on the geek hotline 727-489-4335. That's 727-489-geek. Geek. And for us, for myself, for CJ, who's not here because of shenanigans for everybody on the network, for the 37.2 trillion cells in your body, 
<laughs> who are working hard all day, all every day, day, every day, twenty four seven, five. Thank you. Thanks, fam. Bye. And we will not see you next week because it's time for the small screen spoilers spoiler show. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know why they picked that fucking title. S four will finally be coming back, so I can take a nap. Oh, oh, cool. <laughs> all right, catch you guys later. Have a good one, everyone. Bye-bye. Oh, yes, I mean, I at night. Hi, my name is Water Buffalo, and I hope you've enjoyed this Geek Media Network production. Copyright 2018. You see how that works? Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>